the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind? Two words. Coupled? Decoupled. That brings us to the argument of what's going on in Japan. Big, big market correction after a big, big run-up. Are we coupled to their economy? Or are we decoupled from their economy? Do they need us, or do we need them? What will happen is they have a sell-off after a major run-up. Will those dollars come to America and push our markets higher? Or will we see it as, uh-oh, big world correction? I guess if you were to take a look at it today, you'd probably say decoupled. The Dow's up 20. The NASDAQ up fractions. SP 500 up 2. Gold's down $12 an ounce, 13.79. Ten-year Treasury sits 2.2%. But the Japanese crash kind of mocks central bank intervention. They have a rough economy. They've had a rough economy for a long time. They need structural reform. The United States needs some structural reform. We tend to try to grow ourselves out of our problems, and for the most part, it's more often than not successful. It would always be, that's probably arguable. But an interesting morning, nonetheless. Let's talk a little bit about it, because uh, I, I think some people are, are, I'm personally fascinated by this story. Of The Fed Reserve has been buying mortgage debt. And that's pushed the cost of mortgage debt lower for you and me. The Fed has lowered interest rates. We expect them to stop buying debt at some point. At some point after that, we expect them to start to raise interest rates. It's pretty cut and dry so far, right? You're, you're following me. You're tracking this isn't blow-you-away kind of concept. This is progressive, and you get the idea. So we pay a lot of attention. As interest rates go higher, buying of debt is more expensive. As interest rates go higher, servicing of debt becomes more problematic. So this morning, 
uh, 10 o'clock last night watching the hockey game. Hockey game ends. I made the mistake of looking at the overseas markets. Some days I do, some days I don't. And I saw Japan and China get crushed. I was like, oh, crap. I'm going to be up. So I slept for four hours, got up at 2.30. Global equity markets were unsettled. There's a short yen long Nikkei trade that's blown up. The buy the dip trade in the United States has lost some of its mojo recently as we broke our 20 straight Tuesdays in a row of being up, as we broke our streak of no more than two days in a row of being down. Now we've had three days. Can we go for four? Interest rates are rising despite asset purchased by the Bank of Japan and the Federal Reserve. Things askew relative to what market participants once regarded as inviolable. So the Nikkei, down 6.4%. Oh, no! The World Bank cut its global forecast for 2013 to 2.2% from 2.4%. Dow component DuPont is out with a warning this morning saying they expect full-year earnings per share at the low end of its previously issued guidance based on anticipated improvement in global industrial market demand. That's not good. Major bourses are off their lows in Europe. United States futures were weaker, but like I said, just out of the gate, we opened higher. I'm not in any way, shape, or form going to you know, start singing happy days are here again. But it's my expectation that we move to 65 to 7% unemployment over the next 12 to 18 months, based on the trends. S&P 500 is down fractions, the Dow is down 5, the NASDAQ is down 5. So, yeah, we opened, you know, in a, a battle. And now we're starting to lose some of that. Were there bowling balls at the end of that sound effect? If it's flushing to the toilet, it shouldn't have bowling balls in it. Anyhow, uh, yeah, yeah. So, first-time unemployment claims for the week ended June 8th, fell by 12,334,000. That's pretty much this spot-on with expectations. Retail sales for May increased six-tenths of a percent. I was ahead of expectations. If you exclude autos, and re- then retail sales rose just three-tenths of a percent, which was in line with expectations, so we bought more vehicles. A little bit more detail inside that retail sales report this morning. Not a broad-based picture of discretionary spending strength. The four sectors I want and I expect to outperform in the next 12 to 18 months, energy, technology, financial services, and then consumer discretionary. Monthly declines were seen in furniture and home furnishing stores. Electronics and appliance stores down, clothing stores lower, department stores lower, and food services and drinking places lower. There was a slight pickup in grocery store sales. If you exclude gasoline station sales, though, we're up three-tenths of a percent. So, eh, okay. So, get a little stability and these numbers look better. Have no stability in markets, and uh, these numbers are like, what are they hiding? What's what's going to come next? Well, I'll tell you, Cody. I have a celebrity fragrance out there. 
Uh, I actually designed the Lady Gaga fragrance, Beyonce fragrance. Uh, Bieber, yeah, that's that musky water is mine. On top of that, Vera Wang bags. Okay, so I did none of that. A company called Cody did that. And they came public today. It's consumer discretionary. We could live without our Bieber for, uh, perfume. I know you're saying, I'm pretty sure it's cologne. No, if, I, if you've seen Bieber, it's perfume. The dude. The dude looks like a lady. He has yet to hit puberty. So anyway, where do I go with this? Um, yes, yeah, so there's a hot IPO out today. Not the best day to come public, but like we say in the world, tis what tis. So jobless claims fall, labor market healing, retail sales beat expectations. Any other day would be like, woohoo! Today, not so much. In large part, uh, in large part, world markets are just kind of bumming us out. So Apple's looking at bigger iPhone screens in multiple colors, cheaper models. Samsung seems to be getting a lot of credit for coming out with phones quickly, but they're also getting a lot of blame for gimmicky features that we don't really want or use. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'd love some calls. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. 800-516-1220. To get your calls in the air. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM Jason Leffler killed in dirt car crash. I say it's one of the biggest wastes of gasoline, watching cars go around in a circle. But this is tragic, 37 years old. People 37 shouldn't die. Much too early. With that said, it brings up the argument again and again and again that make sure you have proper insurances in your life. Life insurance, term life. This week, a tree fell on one of my neighbors, an old oak tree. Uh, power was zapped. Car got crushed. No one was in. It was late night. Um, but yeah, good thing you have homeowners insurance when your tree lands on someone else's car, right? 
You also need other types of insurances out there. Renter's insurance. Healthcare insurance. But yeah. NASCAR driver Jason Leffler killed in dirt car crash. One of the things that we don't realize, although we should realize, is that projects like NASA and NASCAR greatly push forward safety innovations and technology innovations. At one point in time, NASA needed a really reliable clock, and thus came the digital wristwatch. The safety features in crumple zones. I'm not saying every safety feature has come out of NASCAR, but many have. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We have an interesting market. What the heck's happening in Japan? Godzilla tore through Tokyo today, and their stock market's down 6.25%. Okay, okay. The Godzilla part, not true. It was actually Mothra. Mothra! So the big run-up that started in November coincided with the emergence of what is referred to as Abenomics, which is the big economic strategy outlined by new Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. He suggested eliminating the Japanese slump via three-arrow combination of aggressive monetary policy, fiscal policy, and structural reforms. The monetary policy has been the easiest to implement because it's just a tool of the Bank of Japan, much like the United States, where the central banks have lowered interest rates. For the purposes of rising asset prices, the monetary stimulus deserves a lot of the credit for the Nikkei surge. So what's gone wrong? Well, Bank of Japan's resolve is the worrisome issue. At one point in time, very aggressive. And then the last week, they're like, you know, we may back off a little on this monetary stimulus. Again, three-pronged approach. And quickly, one of the three prongs, or three arrows, as they're referring to it, isn't going to be shot anymore. So structural reforms and fiscal policy are problematic because you have to get people to sign on to them. Do you push out the retirement age? Do you push out their Social Security? The Bank of Japan is not fully committed to stoking inflation is the problem. Trying to raise bond yields, lower bond yields. I don't know. Paul Volcker in the United States was willing to crash this U.S. economy in order to beat inflation. Back in the 1970s, we had double-digit inflation. I think it's referred to, and I'm going to help me with this. Our monetary policy is building a bridge for the economy, but other components, fiscal and monetary, uh, structural, all have to work together at some point. So we continue to wait what our Congress is going to do. Not much, not much there. So Yahoo's purchased two more startups there in the news today. It owns Ghostbird Software. They make photo apps for iOS. They also acquired a conference calling solution called Rondi, 
both were bought for an undisclosed amount. Marissa Meyer, she ever leaves her husband, wants to adopt me or wants to marry me while I'm there. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. This was an interesting story this week. And maybe you're with me or you're against me on this one. ESPN employee of 26 years writes a scathing Facebook post after getting fired. His name's Howie Schwab. He's part of the company's massive layoffs. He hosted a quiz show called Stump the Schwab a few years ago. And he's worked on a handful of shows since. After he was fired, he took to Facebook to say the company only fired him because of his salary. So here was his quote. After 26 years at ESPN, I am extremely disappointed to say farewell. I have been proud of my association and my work during my tenure. I was a loyal employee, displayed respect for others, worked with numerous charities, represented the company well. I always did everything asked of me and more. What did I get in return today? Word that I get lost. The only thing that mattered was my salary, which in my view was the lone reason why I lost my job. ESPN is in the process of firing hundreds of employees this summer. Declining profit margins are widely believed to be the reason for the layoff. One way to improve those margins is to fire long-time staff and replace them with younger, cheaper workers. My gut reaction? I feel no pity for him. It's called competition. It's called capitalism, Howie. Go to Fox Sports if you're so good and all that in a bucket of chicken. They'll hire you. Go to NBC Sports. They'll hire you if you're all that. 26 years to stay at one job is a long time, especially a dream job, as you referred to it. A lot of people out there work crap jobs. A lot of people are working for someone they hate. You were a high salary, and you should be blessed that you got that. Because the only thing you really bring to the table is a vast knowledge of sports. It's not exactly improving the world. Go cure cancer and I'll feel some pity for you that you got fired after you cured cancer. Otherwise, I just think you're a whiny baby. (laughs) Great song to go into. Hey, let's have some fun, everybody. Someone that just lost their job. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network. Let's jump in on a phone call, 800-516-1220. Let's go to Ron, see if he's still there. Ron? Yeah, you were previously talking about life insurance in your previous segment. I just wanted to know what you thought about life insurance settlement policies and how how regulated that industry is. Yeah, I tend to find... uh, 
not a good idea. It's kind of an alternative that you don't need those types of alternatives. Are you sick or dying, or are you just trying to take advantage of the sick and dying? No, I'm just trying to invest in something like that. And when, when I looked through it, it's not exactly sick and dying because a lot of corporations, they buy life insurance for their employees, and as soon as the employee retires, what they do is they sell that life insurance policy to a, a, an investment company, and then I can invest in that. Is that really what you want to do? Well, based on the based on the returns, it seems like it's a pretty good idea if I put a little bit of my portfolio on that. Go for it. Call me back in a couple of years. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you know how regulated that industry is? Not at all. Uh-huh. So there's an oil well I could also sell you. Oh. <laughs> no, it's no, no. It's I, I have a private investors more than willing to give you huge high incomes for you giving him money. Uh-huh. We need small investors to help keep my oil well company afloat. Oh, and then they go. We through. need small investors to help keep this life insurance policy afloat. Mm-hmm. Do you see the comparison? Yeah, yeah. Why are they coming to Yale? Mm-hmm. Actually, I I saw the, or I heard the commercial on twelve twenty here. And for what? It, it was saying, do you want 15% returns? Do you think a 15% return is easy? No. It's because not. I'll tell you what, I will I will cut off my right arm and sell it on eBay if I can get a 15% return. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What it is, is these are high-fee, high-commission products. Mm-hmm. They're running commercials because all they got to do is get one Ron. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Ron. Okay. <laughs> Call me, do it. Do it. Call me back in a couple years. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. You know, any income over 6%, any income over 6% is going to carry additional risk that's exponential. If I can get 15% right now, I will quit. If you were to guarantee me 15% for the rest of the year, I will stitch my lips shut. And yet... Ron's like, you know what? I heard a commercial. You don't think income funds would be buying this left and right if it were were viable? You don't think they're going to go after big money instead of going after Ron money? Now, again, Ron may be totally wealthy. I may be wrong on that one, but I think everyone knows what I'm saying here. S&P 500's up two. The Dow's up 20. NASDAQ's up fractions. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. One of the things that upsets me, Chad, is that a lot of people get a lot of bad product, financial product. They accumulate it. They feel stuck with it. They feel comfortable being stuck with it. They don't make changes. Let's talk a little annuity rescue. Why do annuities need to be rescued? Well, a lot of people get sold annuities, um, especially, let's say, in their 40s and 50s as an asset accumulation tool, and it's not. It's, an a- it's really certain types of no-load annuities make sense for asset protection from a down market. The ones that have are no-load, underlying investments look like mutual funds. They're extremely low cost. There's not a commission involved. And they have a backup to the stock market that says, okay, we'll pay you 5% or more for life, no matter what the market does. That can be good for 20% of a portfolio, and usually it needs to be in a retirement account, not a taxable account. But what I see is that you get people in their 40s and 50s being sold by brokers and bankers variable annuities as a wealth accumulation tool. Yeah. Or you see somebody that's you know 75 or 80 years old with an annuity that they've purchased and they were you know offered all these smoke and mirrors and all of a sudden they're in this annuity. It's five years old and it's paying them hardly anything. 
And give it's not a, doing what they need to do. Give me a couple bullet points why you don't like variable annuities sold to people in their 40s and 50s. Well, because you have what under, the underlying investment looks like mutual funds are called sub-accounts. And so they say, well, you can invest in these things and, and you can rebalance a portfolio and there's no taxes due because they're tax deferred. And the true part of that is the average investor asset locates the wrong way, and they lose 15% of the return each year in taxes. So they use this product as a tax deferral type of a product, and they make it sound like you're going to get a guaranteed rate of return on your principal, which you're not. What happens is your, your principal will be affected by fees that are in the 2 to 2.5% two range. Yeah. So, so whatever do, bells and doomed. whistles you get, yeah. you, you're losing in the form of high fees for the rest of your life. You're doomed to underperformance and high fees. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's you're you're it's doing it. It will cost your family a lot more than the benefits that you're being sold. Right. Um, so you've got to get out of that. You've got to figure out a way to asset locate the right way and cut those fees out of the picture. So more money actually stays in your pocket. They they're sold based on fear, but if you look at the balanced portfolio, even from 2007 to where we are today, it's still averaged a great rate of return as long as you had a balanced portfolio and you weren't just in stocks or just in financials. Um, so those high fees aren't going to get you anywhere when you're in your 40s and 50s. It might make sense if you're 65 years old and you have you know maybe 10 to 20% of your portfolio and something like that, but it's, it's not. And Or if you get somebody selling an annuity to somebody that's 75 years old and it's a 10-year lockup period. Criminal. And then at the end of the 10 years, they're getting 1% or 2%. And so now they're kind of stuck in this thing. They say, well, I've got all this tax-deferred buildup. Now what do I do? So you can still rescue that annuity. You can do what's called a tax-free 1035 exchange into a better type of annuity, or if it's an IRA, back into a regular type of an IRA account. What's an example of a better type of annuity? Well, so you've got to find out what you want that annuity to do for you. So let's say you're 65 years old and you've been locked up into some terrible indexed annuity or fixed annuity, and now it's sitting there earning 2% because interest rates are so low. Well, you could 1035 exchange into a no-load variable annuity where there's no back-end surrender charges, so if you decide you want to get out in two years or a year, you can. And inside the investment, there's other types of investments that look like you know mutual funds that from places like Vanguard and PIMCO and everything else. But no matter what the market does, it'll give you that income that you need of 5% or more for life. Are the fees still higher than a balanced portfolio? Yeah. But you're buying this as part of your kind of hedged income piece of your portfolio. Um, so you can, you can 1035 exchange tax-free into that. But don't 1035 into a portfolio. Not another bad product that ties your money up for 10 years. That if it's too complicated to understand or if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. You know, I got into business at 19 with my grandfather, sold annuities and mutual funds at banks for years and years before fee-based planning was around. So I know these products inside and out. And there's only one fixed annuity I like. There's only one index annuity I like and only two no-load variable annuities I like. The rest of the annuities on the market out there, in my opinion, are garbage. Okay. So it's unfortunately one of the fastest growing sold products because they, they offer these, these they offer these guarantees that sound so good, you know, six and seven percent. Like you can walk away with a guaranteed six or seven percent return and get a check for that in ten years. You can't. It's kind of smoke and mirrors. What hurts me the most are the slimy people that sell them actually believe that they think they're good products. Yeah, and sometimes it's not their fault. It's usually they've come out of some other industry and they get pushed through a training process where they're kind of brainwashed into believing it. 
And I kind of like, you know, when I look to hire certified financial planners, yeah. usually it's people that spend four or five years in that type of industry, and then they go get their CFP, and they realize what's right. Yeah. And they know what's right going forward. But they still have a clear understanding of what's wrong with those products that are out there. And that actually makes them a better advisor in the long run. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So Ron was asking before we went to chat about how he can get 15% returns by buying very aggressive life insurance policies of other people. And I kind of laughed at him and said, you know, if you can get 15%, don't you think smarter money would get 15%? Don't you think we all would? Don't you think the United States government would you know, start buying that? And uh, it just it brings me back to infomercials. You might remember the two, um, i got to be careful how I say this, the dwarf actors who pushed cash flow generating infomercial and how there were these dwarfs, you know, millionaire midget twins. And they were gurus and they, they wore ascots. And there was beautiful women in the commercials, as if these incredibly, as if women are drawn towards just money. Which, I don't know if that's true or not. So, one of the two twins is dead. The other one stars in a pest commercial now. I don't know. You have to be really, really into infomercials and into you think alternatives are the way to go. The most wealthy people I've seen in my life are people who have been buying stocks their whole life. The most wealthy people I've seen in my life are people that bought real estate for 40 years ago and held it. Not people that bought um, duplexes and triplexes and put renters in it. The person that bought their home. I bought my home for over a million, for roughly a million dollars from a woman who bought it for $40,000 50 years ago. I think you get the idea. You listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Good luck, Ron. I'm always looking for individuals to pony up money. <laughs> I saved you a lot of money. You owe me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Okay. I call it like I see it, and I know I'm not ever going to be Mr. Popular. 
Mr. Popular has a radio show here on KDOW, CFP Chad Burton, every day from 1 to 2. He's a financial planner. I'm more of a market analyst. I think we have the best one-two shows. But again, that's my opinion, and I'm biased. Retail sales, better than expected. Jobs data, better than expected. Japan market crashed down 6.4% last night. SP 500 up 5, the Dow up 41, the NASDAQ up 10. How can you improve your chances in life if you were born ugly? You probably can't. Turns out that you need high cheekbones, four lips, big eyes, and a thin chin. Basically, every culture says you're good looking. It's better to be hot than not. Health, good genes, intelligence, and success, the reward of being born beautiful. Facial symmetry can be perceived can be perceived as a sign of health, even if it's not related to actual health. An Australian study researchers morphed photographs of young adults so that their faces were perfectly symmetrical. When viewed by others and rated, they received higher health ratings than the normal image. Beautiful people are actually healthier. There's a link between facial symmetry and health is is incredibly weak. But there is evidence that individuals with more distinct facial features considered less attractive are more susceptible to disease, parasites, and other illnesses. Facial averageness is linked to good health. One theory is that distinctive facial traits are tied towards chromosomal disorders. Preference for average faces may have evolved as a way of identifying a mate with good genes. I take a look at a person's ear. If their earlobe at the bottom is attached to their head, less evolved than the earlobe that's got that supple hang to it. Beautiful people are more intelligent. Researchers found that general intelligence is positively linked to body symmetry, a characteristic that is indicative of attractive qualities like health, social dominance, fitness-related biological traits. Beautiful people are more persuasive. They command attention. They get ahead. Companies with good-looking executives have higher sales. There's a Dutch advertising agency that studied this, and their economists found that firms with better-looking executives had higher revenues, overall productivity, Resulting sales were greater in companies with more attractive managers. Client interactions want to be involved with that. So if you're not beautiful, you may not get ahead. Beautiful people have an advantage in politics. Increased 20% in the number of votes for the average non-incumbent parliamentary candidate. Beautiful people are typically treated better than others. Researchers found that wearing makeup shown to enhance a woman's attractiveness boosted people's perceptions of that person's competence, likability, attractiveness, and trustworthiness. So you may not be getting ahead because you're just unattractive. Blame your mom and dad. I know you're saying, really? Is that all you have for me today? Really? Don't point, even. Don't even point? No. Oh, my. The British. Always good for a chuckle. SP 500 is up 4, Dow is up 37, NASDAQ up 9, 
Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.2%. Oil sits down at $95.81 a barrel. Gold sits down 9 bucks, 13.82 an ounce. Cody, their IPO is underperforming on the first day of trade. Cody is a consumer discretionary play. We don't have to have Cody products. If you do, you're probably doing A-OK in the world, right? They make a lot of fragrances. Uh, perfumes endorsed by Beyonce and Heidi Klum. By Lady Gaga. Poker face. So the company's trying to increase sales from developing markets and add skincare products to its offering. I always say there's going to be ugly people in the world. Thus, we're going to have to try to cover them up with a scent and or sell them products to make them more attractive. Avon products and Estee Lauder. Cody. All competitors. And I'm kidding about there always being ugly people. Because at some point in time, I think there will be a war between the ugly people and the good-looking people. Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley all played into this issue. I want to sign a fragrance deal with Cody. I'm going to call it uh, Scent of Scent of Musk of 21. Because there's no better smell than being 21 years old. It's both florally and musky. Retail sales in the morning. Retail sales this morning were reported, and they increased more than expected. Jobless claims in the United States fell by 12,000 to 334,000. Global equity markets were, how shall we say, unsettled. There is more discombobulation in Japan, where the Nikkei plunged 6.4% as the yen continues to strengthen. I know you're saying, Rod, that's great use of the word discombobulation. You must have done really well on your high school SATs. I did. I did okay. Did I discombobulate you by using the word discombobulation in a sentence? I probably did. Um, someone called me yesterday and said, you know, I'm thinking about getting life insurance. I'll talk about this next hour. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I have a YouTube channel and a Twitter feed, Rob Black Show. I've got a Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, and a Facebook fan page, Cron4 Rob Black. Let's take a breaky here. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. It's been a headache. Savvy investors know where to find the best pod.com. Hi, this is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. Over the years on my radio show, I've heard from people like you who've been burned by buying expensive and wrong financial products from people that don't have your best interest in mind. Naturally, I've developed relationships with people in the financial industry you can trust. So if you need a new home or refi mortgage or reverse mortgage, if you need insurance like home, automobile, life, or commercial, or maybe you need a financial planner, get in touch with me, and I'll give you a trusted financial referral. Email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Jesus, his mysteries have... I need to control internet usage in my office. Do you want to pay... Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're not freaked out. Before I went to bed last night after watching... 
a very long hockey game after watching the A's game. Just trying to relax, trying to be a normal guy. I know, I had my ascot and my, my pipe and uh, two Pomeranian puppies in my lap. But yeah, I was trying to be a normal guy. And I turned on Bloomberg and saw that Japan was down 6.2%. I was like, oh, my night's ruined. I typically like to paint before going to bed. No chance. I typically like to be creative and get that itch out of me. I know you're saying, itch? Come on, this is a family station. SP 500's up 3, the Dow's up 20, NASDAQ up 7. So my conventional wisdom last night was, well, if China's getting murder-lated, Japan's getting murder-lated, that's going to be a bad day for the U.S. markets. Nope. Rocks is his paper. I threw out the word earlier in the show, and I'll throw it out again just to show you that I know how to use big words. Coupled versus decoupled. We've decoupled from the importance to Japan. Their issues are theirs. We're not worried about it. Because jobs data shows underlying economic growth. Retail sales increased more than expected. And that's 70% of our economy. Boom shakalaka. Um, there's some resilience there. So discombobulation in Japan, the IMF warning, not the IMF, the World Bank, excuse me, excuse me, uh, warning the global growth forecast coming down for 2013 from 2.4% to 2.2%. That's anemic. That's like that dude or dudette in high school that you remember that had never been in the sun and they're just like, like, please eat a piece of meat. You look bad. So there's no irony here. There's nothing that I can throw out there that that says what I want it to. H&R Block, they missed earnings expectations last night. Revenue fell short of the company's tax services. Business didn't really perform to expectations. So you can go out and buy publicly traded H&R Block. I can't get excited by that one. There's some that I can. There's some that I can't. Can't win with them. Can't win without them. So, yeah, you have to pick your stocks carefully. PVH, Philip Van Hoosen. They make Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein brands. Basically a play on underwear and T-shirts and... Uh, garments. Take some PVH. PVH. $111 stock up 10 bucks today. They earned a buck 91. They were expected to earn a buck 35. In my world, that's referred to as a winner winner chicken dinner. It's gone from 20 back in 2008, 2009 to 110 a day. Winning. There's another company that's a winner. You may have heard of them. Ralph Lauren, RL. Since 2008, 
their stock has gone from 25 to 170. There's something to be said about these consumer discretionary plays that are brands. Michael Kors suffers the same curse, per se, of a branded clothing retailer. Since 2012, the stock has gone when it was first publicly traded. From 18, Troy is now 60. Are you with me or are you against me? Because you've got to choose a side. This is a civil war, people. Safeway is selling part of its Canadian operations to Sobeys, largest grocery chain in the Canadian province of Alberta, for $5.7 billion. Safeway's up big today on that news. I own shares of Safeway. I was humiliated when I told you that. I want to own shares of Whole Foods. I want to own highbrow, highfalutin brands. But there's a lot of value in the company. Will I own it tomorrow? I don't know. That's why you always need to consult broker advisor before taking action on these stocks mentioned on the show. Um, Apple, considering iPhones with bigger screens, cheaper models. Five below, a company I don't know anything about. They reported earnings of one cent a share. Revenues beat expectations. It's a discount retailer. They're guiding its current quarters above the street expectations. So I'll take a look at that one. AutoZone announced an additional $750 million stock buyback. Look, I like dividends, and I do like buybacks. I prefer dividends, but I like stock buybacks, too. Not as much. Men's Warehouse, which, if you ever catch me in a men's warehouse, I'll give you $10,000. I think they make cheap-looking suits. Again, I'm not saying you have to go out and spend a, a, a... boatload on suits. You'll find me in a Macy's when they've got their 50 off, 50% off sale. And they'll be like, do you want to open a credit card and get an additional 15% off today? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. You know I do. Why do you even ask that question? Of course I do. So yeah, I'm all about that. Get me some Hugo Boss. I gotta have my Hugo Boss. More cowboy, more Hugo Boss. Um, Clearwire now supporting a buyout from Dish Networks. So Dish doesn't look like they're going to get Sprint, but maybe they'll get Clearwire. California leads the United States in record first quarter solar installation. Yay! California millionaires, those with assets over a million dollars more, skew younger than the national average. little golf clap, U.S. Open, I think, has been delayed due to thunder. More than a quarter of wealthy Californians, more than a quarter of wealthy Californians are younger than 40. Nearly 40% are under 50. So it's nice to be young and wealthy. I fall into that category. Woohoo! 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 Um, what else do we need to talk about? Retail sales in the United States increased more than forecast. Oh, 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 I got one. Fox, they wrapped their upfront season, $1.8 billion in advertising, down year over year. American Idol stinks. If you watch American Idol, you're going to get straight to the front of the line in the Darwinian wood chipper in my world.
Sorry about that. Kai's permanent day. They've offered some of the highest rates in California health exchanges for next year. They deny that they're doing it to avoid treating many of the sickest newly insured patients. So Obamacare rates surprise analysts on the upside. Hmm, surprise. You can find me online at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Still heavy traffic heading to Lafayette. 107. Untreated tooth decay and for the winners and losers on Wall Street, visit Rob Black's YouTube channel for a fresh take on the market each weekday with Rob's morning market notes. You'll also see Rob's winners and losers and find an endless stream of financial insight when you browse hundreds of Rob Black video clips. Share them with your friends. Subscribe to YouTube channel Rob Black Show or follow Rob on Twitter, handle Rob Black Show, and you won't miss a clip. That's YouTube channel Rob Black Show and Twitter, handle Rob Black Show. Global stocks fell. I'm Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio. That sent the benchmark index to a seven-week low, and the yen strengthened after the world... Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Good morning. Welcome in. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money, investing, and more. I say some things that might upset you at all times, and I'm actually okay with that. I hope you are too. Doesn't mean that we we don't have to agree on everything. We just have to learn to communicate with one another, and, and that's fine. I've got a couple ways that you can reach me. I hate Rob Black it is my Facebook group page. My Facebook fan page, which is slightly different but kind of similar, is Cron4 Rob Black. I just posted some uh, of my morning television hit, which I'm getting a haircut today. Don't tell me I've got bad hair. It's not a toop. Last time I got my haircut, a lady said to me, uh, she goes, have you ever considered Propecia? Or not Propecia, but uh, Rogaine. I'm like, bitter? Bitter? Like, I'm going to light myself on fire and cry now. And then she also said to me, um, there was one other thing that she made commentary on. What's worse than that, though, right? Oh, dyeing my hair. <laughs> yeah, there's a very good chance I don't ever see her again. I was forced into it. My regular guy was busy. You get the idea. So, Cody... Maker of perfumes endorsed by Beyonce and Heidi Klum. little changed. Ticker symbol C-O-T-Y. Now, I've already told you that Ralph Lauren's had a rock in two years. I've already told you that Philip Van Heusen has had a rock in two years. I think Cody's well positioned. Coors has had a rock in two years. It's a fragrance maker. It attracted buyers. The Riemann's family, who... 
they're a billionaire family, control the company. Cody's going to try to improve their sales and developing markets and add skincare products to its offerings. I've got an idea that I'd like to sell called Lizard Lotion. For those of us who are lizard-like, Cody has an enterprise value of about $8.6 billion, including some debt or about 11 times earnings before interest tax appreciation amortization. It's cheap. Competitors trade it 14 times. The Remans, who I haven't really trusted because they're Luxembourg-based, if that is their real name, they're going to retain an 85% voting stake in the company. In 2012, more than half of Cody's $4.6 billion in sales came from fragrances. So when you see like the, the Bieber fragrances, it's this company that's doing that crap. I mean, this company that's doing that product. They uh, agreed to pay $400 million for a Chinese skincare company called T-Joy to gain access. Hmm. Cody was founded in 1904 in Poi by Corsican Francois Cordy. Company owns the color cosmetics brand OPI, 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 OPI. They've got license agreements to sell Adidas line of skincare products. You know what I was kind of impressed with? Uh, Booster Posey. He plays for the San Francisco Gigantes. Booster Posey. He recently signed a deal with, I want to say Powerade. No, 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 Under Armour. Come up with a line of sports drinks. So I looked into it because I'm that kind of guy. I'm the number one fan of Booster Poozy. And uh, it's a sports drink that has coconut water in it. That seems to be like the only differentiating factor. It's got B vitamins like every other sports drink does. But that tells me a little bit something, something about Under Armour. You want to talk a little something, something? No, I don't want to talk a little something, something. So someone keeps posting Angry Birds photos on my webpage. And I'm pretty upset about it. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. And I hate your guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan, that's you I'm talking to. So foreclosures are jumping. I love this one. What's happening recently? Home prices are jacking up, and banks now are more than willing to move that final stage of foreclosure because there's sufficient demand and prices are improving. Banks aren't stupid. That's why I invest in banks. I know you're saying, is that why you invest in banks? I thought it was totally something different. If you and I say today, do a little day drinking. We're watching Huda and Kathy Lee. She's going to be the first celebrity to endorse my lizard lotion. We do a little de- drinking with them, a little day drinking. The four of us go into a bank, and we want to you know, borrow a million dollars to buy homes or borrow a million dollars to start up lizardlotion.com. Banks aren't going to give it to us. They're going to look at our credit scores, our income, our collateral. So home repossessions in the United States jumped 11% in May after declining for the previous five months as rising prices and limited inventory for the sale across the country spurred banks to complete foreclosures. 
They're going to sell high. They're not stupid. For a very long period of time, the market in general, and specifically banks, were unsure of what these assets were valued at. With increasing stability in the housing market and housing prices, banks and sellers are getting much more comfortable with the value of the properties. Hedge funds and individuals are buying up anything they can, foreclosed or distressed. Blackstone Group has invested more than $5 billion to buy almost 30,000 homes in the United States. Inventories are fallen for listings of all types, but especially foreclosed ones. For the last five largest home lenders that signed nationwide settlements with regulators over alleged abuses and their foreclosure practices increased possessions in May. I love that story. I love it, 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 I love it. So banks, once again, showing me they're not stupid. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan. These are all companies I expect to be in business the day I die. If you believe in a regional area, look at some of the regional banks. You with me? You against me. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. My events are a lot more specific, but I think my radio show is pretty good, too. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'll let you do that for me. I know you're saying, that's pretty graphic. That's PG-13. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Drop me an email, Rob at robblack.com. It's Rob at robblack.com. Don't forget to listen to the CFP Chad Burton show today from one to two on this very station. You can stream it at KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Message. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. to make this the theme song of the show. I don't know. The road to nowhere just kind of sums everything up, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516 to get your calls in the air. The Snake from Jungle Book. Trust me. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers, which is French, you know, for the market numbers. All you ever have to say anytime you want to speak French is put a ZZ, Zuby Zuby Zoo, in front of it. Um, let's take a look at the market numbers. Where are we today? Men's Warehouse off a buck. My core's down 24 cents. A little more competition coming in the markets. S&P 500's up 5, the Dow's up 47, the Nasdaq up 8. 
Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. He is a certified financial planner. A lot of what we talk about, Chad, is max out your 401k, buy a sensible house, keep earning money, support your kids, send them to college. And sometimes it, that's great, but it ends at 50, 55, 60 that you've done all this great stuff, you've created wealth, and you're tired, and you, you're tired of your spouse. <laughs> you know, like... What used to be a spark and fun just ain't a spark and fun anymore, and you get divorced. Divorce after 50, the gray divorce. Let's talk a little bit about it. Oh, man, it's... it's uh, Unwinding what you've created. Yeah, it's, and it's shocking. Um, at least it's a divorce that typically the, the children are grown, so it's not... At least it's not a custody fight type of divorce, which is extremely unless expensive. You're Steve, unless you're Steve Martin. Oh. He's had a kid at 67. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You are so much more into this, what's going on in the media and entertainment Dude, world. I, I thought Steve Martin was dead, for all I know. His kids be his comedy when died about 20 years ago. <laughs> his kids going to be 18 when he's 85 years old. Yeah. Can you imagine having a daughter at 85? It's just not even fair to the kid. I agree. It's not. They, they just miss out on hey, playing catch with Dad. Well, Dad would have played catch, but he broke his hip. There you go. <laughs> but at least the kid's going to get a whopping inheritance if Steve Martin did That's true. Well. He, will, he will inherit money earlier. That's he, he hit a lotto so to speak. <laughs> so anyway, let's back to the gray divorce. You create an estate plan with your sugar booker. You create retirement accounts with your sugar booker. Maybe your sugar booker stayed at home and raised the kids. So social security is a little bit different. Unwinding all that is emotional and it's complex. Yeah. The, well, especially if there's a pension involved, how you split retirement accounts. Um, what does happen with a pension? Well, woman's, woman's married to a firefighter and he divorces her? When it comes to the pension, so the, all of that is negotiated. Okay. And there's a couple of ways to negotiate it. You can either – you have your advisors because a lot of times um, accountants or CFPs will contract with a divorce attorney to calculate things like the present value of pensions because a lot of times there's lump sums and there's pensions. So you have to calculate the present value of the pension and either negotiate taking that in the form of a lump sum out of a 401K or some other asset. The – what what comes into play is when you're calculating those present values of pensions to use the right rates of return, um, use the right life expectancies. Because I still see CPAs say, okay, well, it's a pension. I'm going to use a 6 7 8% rate of return, which will drastically decrease the lump sum value. No, that's not what, that's not what safe money grows at these days. Safe money grows at a very low rate, so that should warrant a larger chunk out of the 401k. What happens when you split those retirement assets, Rob, once it's all negotiated on the divorce decree, once the divorce decree is signed and final? You have to have a separate attorney write up what's called a quadro, Qualified Domestic Relation Order, and that's what allows pensions, 401Ks, 403Bs to split assets and allow the spouses to roll it into their separate IRA or retirement accounts. So it's a process, and one of the things that people have to plan for is they think they're going to go through a divorce and that that money, that retirement money is going to be available to them right away and what you see is once the divorce is final you see it taking two three four months to get the retirement accounts actually split into separate accounts so that people really need to realize where their money's going to come from during that settlement process the divorce is final great here's what i get here's what you get but where's my income going to come from in the meantime and most people don't think about that kind of stuff no, no, and most attorney, attorneys don't either. They want to, you know, they get through this long divorce process that takes, geez, some of them take three years when there's a lot of assets. And so they're just as happy as the other person to get the divorce final and move on. And then 
you know, the quadro comes from a different person and takes a longer time to process and it's it's a mess. It's it's a it's a it's a big thing to go through and you don't think that your expenses are going to be cut in half. That's not what happens. So keeping the house, not keeping the house, these are all difficult decisions, and you really need to keep a good head on your shoulder during the divorce process because having been through a divorce, you feel like a failure. You feel like you created something that was supposed to last forever. You're supposed to get one shot at a perfect love in your life, and you blow it. So don't blow it. Don't make it worse by panicking and demanding you get the house. Don't make it worse by panicking and you know, not doing things right and suing each other to oblivion. You want to love the person. Go through mediation. Don't well, yeah, and it's and it's not just it's both sides. There tends to be one person that wants to continue the conflict for a long period of time, and another person that just wants it to end. So they make rash decisions and sometimes give up too much without sitting down with an advisor, doing long-term cash flow projections. Because you know, just like anything else, in divorce, cash is king, and and knowing where each dollar is going to come from is extremely important, and projecting that out over the long term. And my final thought on this is. Don't forget to change all your paperwork beneficiaries after you divorce. And your passwords. And your passwords. <laughs> Don't make things a little bit worse, if you know what I'm saying, in the worst case now. You're listening to me, Rob Black. That was CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So Safeway is selling their Canadian unit to Sobeys for $5.7 billion. It puts them in a leadership position. Sobeys has 213 full-service grocery stores in Western Canada. 199 in-store pharmacies, 12 manufacturing facilities. It catapults them into being a dominant player everywhere between British Columbia and Ontario. It's a footprint play. Safeway has a leadership position in a lot of the markets in Canada. They also uh, own much of the store's real estate, which makes it the business even more profitable. So Safeway U.S. is going to use some of that money to pay down debt. Sobeys was founded 106 years ago. So, Walmart, Target, they're adding stores in Canada. It's an interesting little battle of brewing. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Fox wrapped up their upfront advertising sales at $1.8 billion. It's got some ratings woes. They're able to hike ad rates 5 to 7% for primetime commercials. But their sales commitment fell 8% from year-ago levels. Buyer demand has come in a bit weaker than last year's reported pricing, which was in the mid-single digits. A lot of companies are looking at the underlying TV economy, that it's not growing and dollars are shifting out of broadcast and into cable. Fox has big hopes for a brighter season. Um, American Idol, dramatic overhaul. The aging singing competition known as karaoke dropped 20% in the ratings this year. As the new kid on the block, NBC's The Voice, hit the ratings high notes. Nearly the entire cast of American Idol and the top two producers have been shuffled off. I think the only person who's staying, uh, and I don't know this for sure, because Lord knows I don't pay attention to everything, but um, Ryan Seacrest, Seacrest, out. David Hill, the colorful chairman of Fox Sports and longtime lieutenant of Rupert Murdoch. He's going to re-engineer American Idol for the upcoming season. Pers. I never trust a man named Pers. Pers Blankens, lead producer of the popular Swedish Idol for more than five seasons, was hired to produce the show. 
So last week, CBS and the teeny tiny smallest debut closed the book on their upfront sales. CBS notched 2.6 billion in sales. Again, Fox 1.75 billion. CW accepted orders totaling roughly 410 million. Disney's ABC and Comcast NBC continue to haggle with advertisers. But it's an industry that's seen a, a big shift, right? Networks don't guarantee their ratings anymore. Are you sad by this story? Taco Bell seems to be handling the taco liquor case really well. Their consumer perception score dipped as they showed a man's human tongue licking a stack of taco shells on the internet. Ta 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 taco bell. Instantly suspended the guy, nearly as fast, fired him, and their perception score went right back up. I just like saying the phrase, the licking photo has joined the Burger King feet in lettuce photo. And the video of Domino's prankster employees as ultimately brands are really, really closely tied to social media now. Um, it's pretty gross what's happens out there. I saw on one of the TV shows not too long ago, a do- I don't even know what, it was a pizza guy just eating all the sausage and pepperonis off the pizza right before he delivered it. Like an elevator camera caught him. Yuck. You're this is Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. Robblack.com. Stocks moved higher, halting a three-day drop. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I think my favorite call of the day, for those of you in Seattle, winding down my last few days there, was Ron called in the first hour. You could always listen to me at KDOW.biz from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. But there's also a podcast at KDOW.biz that you can call and listen to Call from Ron. Ron wanted to know a little something about the 15% returns on life insurance policies that you buy from other people. And the sales pitch is great. And doesn't 15% sound great? It's too good to be true. It's an unregulated market. First thing that I started to think of was the taxi cab driver who teaches stock option strategies. He spends 300 to $3,000 for a half-hour infomercial. Then I went to the dwarfs who sold real estate, who were surrounded by hot models. Sales one, collect underpants. Sales two, sales three, profit. And someone's always willing to push their business plan on you, whether it be the underwear gnomes or the real estate dwarfs. It's sad and it's pathetic that some people really honestly think 
I can beat the system. The system that gives you a government guarantee on a 10-year treasury of 2.2%. And you really think that they're seven times better than that. That's sad and pathetic. That's probably my favorite call of the day. It was my only call of the day, thus making it my favorite call of the day. But that's neither here nor there. The real estate dwarves, by the way, later went on to do a pest control commercial, and then one of them later died in a hospital procedural problem. Anyway, I don't know. California millionaires are younger than the national average. I see both positive and negative on that. More than 90% of the high net worth income I'm sorry, more than 90% of high net worth individuals in state hold a college degree. It's really, really important to get a good college degree. There's actually fewer self-made millionaires in California than the U.S. as a whole. The study that came out found that American millionaires in general are a diverse lot. More than a third are women. One in three were born outside the United States or have at least one parent born elsewhere, thus dubbed the New Americans. Amongst the global group, 80% referred to them as self-made. Congratulations, millionaires. Boy, is this great! Okay, that was a little forced. That one was a little forced. Let's take a look at uh, where we stand today with the stories and the, the notes and the the high drama. Are you into high drama? I gotta admit, I kinda like a, a down swoosh in the market. It puts me in my prime of let's figure out what's going on. So strength today is seen inside the markets based off stronger than expected retail sales and better than expected first time unemployment claims. Rock scissors paper that's gonna kick almost anything. SP 500 is up six, six. Dow's up 56. Nasdaq's up 13. Euro's unchanged. Ten-year Treasury, eh, a little weaker. Down a couple ticks to 2.18. SEO's at 2.2. Japanese crash was after a huge run-up. Just the scent of money makes me go crazy. Obamacare, a study came out in California linking some of the higher deductibles, some of the higher premiums that some of the exchange, the the exchanges are going to offer insurance packages, the cost of premiums, what will enrollees actually get for monthly charges for buying health insurance via exchanges. States are starting to roll out the details. Some potential participants may be surprised at the figures. $2,000 deductibles, $45 primary care visits, 250 emergency room tabs. If you don't get insurance and your employer doesn't offer it to you, you're going to get fined. That's not even funny. The biggest, toughest question is, is it going to be a good deal and will consumers be able to afford it? 
So you can find me online at robblack.com. You can find me at Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You can find me at YouTube, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. I'll put a podcast of this up at my website, as well as iTunes, as well as kdow.biz. If you go to iTunes, you can subscribe for free under Rob Black and Your Money. I do hope you interact with the show. Don't be afraid of me. People who don't have affordable health insurance through their employers will be able to sign up for coverage through state-based exchanges. That's what Obamacare is all about. A lot of people don't know that. It's amazing how confused people are about it, but I guess we'll figure it out later. Hey, again, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. Please do me a favor and listen to my friend um, and a great financial planner, CFP Chad Burton. He's got a new show on this station, KDOW 1220. You can listen to it online at kdow.biz12. He, too, has a Facebook page, but I don't know what it is. Uh, Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.